Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. It's Rocktober, people. All month long, we're going to be playing rock mixtapes. We had an industrial metal mixtape last week that was, I mean, made you want to lift a bus, I think. And this week, my husband Dan is joining me because we're going to talk about music that maybe he'd tell you he doesn't love, but he actually loves. You can catch me at certain moments probably jamming some of this stuff pretty hard. It is. I wouldn't tell anybody about it. Well, you're telling it. They can hear you. Oh, no. Ah. So it's post grunge, Mm -hmm. but specifically like the arena rock side of post grunge. Because there's so many good post grunge bands. You know, I'm going to do the lighter side of post grunge also. But we're rocking people in the 90s who think they're Led Zeppelin. It's Camaro rock. It's Camaro rock. But Mm -hmm. like the new, the 90s Camaro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That kind of pointy one. (laughs) Yeah. Not the new shoebox looking one. And not the old one. No, not not the old this Z28 actually like with the T-tops. a classic. No. No. That's the that. Ario Speedwagon Camaro. Right, exactly. This is a mixtape about Camaros, evidently. <laughs> and you know what band you could hear coming out of every Camaro in the mid-90s? Oh, tell me. It's Creed, Dan. Oh, yes. We're going to get right into Creed, because I feel like you can't talk about post-grunge, and you can't talk about 90s arena rock without talking about Creed. They were absolutely humongous, and obviously they've fallen off the face of the world from a popularity (laughs) stance, but they sold a lot of records, and yet you can find nobody who owns one. (laughs) Well, who will tell you that they own one? Right, exactly. Scott Stapp was like the most lampooned man in rock music until Fred Durst was like, hold my beer. (laughs) Creed is like Limp Bizkit from Florida. Yep, it shows. I mean, we love Florida. I'm not knocking Florida. I'm just saying it well, works. You're knocking, you know, you can see it. Was the first album My Own Prison or Human Clay? Uh, My Own Prison my was own, the first album. My Own Prison yes. was the first album. Mm-hmm. My Own Prison. A lot of the arrangements were pretty stripped down and they kind of got into, you know, a little heavier stuff. But that uh, Human Clay album, they were like full on. That was... Mark Tremonti, leg up on the oh, monitor. Yeah. He's right there. Leather pants. He's going for He's it. He's going for it. Back when we knew the guitar players of rock bands. Yeah, exactly. I don't know the bass player to Creed, though. No, I can picture him. <laughs> He's probably a youth pastor somewhere. I bet. But it is important to talk about Creed was a Christian rock band. Yeah, central to their whole experience and as a young man who was very into christianity yeah and very into playing guitars and ball chains (laughs) tell me about your relationship to creed i really dug them but i was totally like uh bobby hill in that episode of king of the hill where the uh skateboarding rock and roll christian comes to town and i'm like this is awesome so Scott Stapp is your skateboarding rock and roll Christian. Exactly. I love it. See, the album My Own Prison had What's This Life For? Mm -hmm. It had one. The only way is one. Yeah. My Own Prison. Of course. And then the song we're going to play, is this is that off of... Uh, we're going to do something off of Human Clay. Off of Human Clay. A little bigger. So mm-hmm. Human Clay had Higher. Yes. And it had uh, With Arms Wide Open. Mm-hmm. And this one, which is like the epic rock song. Yeah. I you, can picture them opening shows with this. Oh, yeah. And, you know, since you brought a bona fide Creed fan on your show, <laughs> I guess we'll have to go with like kind of an album cut there's some painted black kind of guitar riff in there and it's like supposed to be like oh where are we going where are we taking you and they just drop it you know yeah i do know what if what if so here's creed what if this is the post grunge arena rock mixtape we're going to talk a little bit more about what that means after we just get our faces melted off that's right it's rocktober let's do it on the mixtape on 90.3 krnu
fly to Los Angeles Find my foresight brother Making masks grown up a cow Dave's on sale again Kiss a kiss in the rear of you So poor you're to blame A million dollars a stake As you search for your demigod And you fake where the saints There's no sex in your violence There's no sex in your KRNU Bush. Everything Zen, that was the first single off of 16 Stone, their debut album. The mixtape this week is post-grunge, but it's specific to arena rock because there's a lot of different kinds of post-grunge. So anytime anything gets popular, right, there's sort of a reaction. For every action, there's a reaction. And the reaction after grunge, because grunge got a little dirgy and a little dark and very yeah. introspective mm-hmm. um bands started to kind of go the other way in in various directions some got a little bit more quirky and alternative some of them got a little bit more adult contemporary some of them went big like led zeppelin and the who and kind of just went back to this idea that maybe you don't have to hate being famous yeah and that was a big thing with the grunge bands is just this being reluctant rock stars yeah you just kind of had to hang your head everywhere you went because you were like, oh gosh, I'm sorry. Sorry we made this record that everybody likes. I'm sorry you like it so much. Man, what's wrong with you? It's so self-loathing. Yeah, and that was uh, part of the charm of grunge, but people did tire of it. Yeah. Post-grunge, at least these bands, these post-grunge arena rock bands were saying, no, 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 we totally agree with guitars. Yeah. We totally agree with rock music and we like grunge music. Right. However, 
we want to be famous. Yeah, let's have some fun with it. Let's have, let, right, let's be actual rock stars and stop being sad about being rock stars. The band we just heard, we're definitely okay with being rock stars. Oh, yeah. I think there's probably even some theories out there that they were created in a lab just to be famous. Yeah, and handsome. Yeah, definitely. Except for probably one of the Nigels. I don't remember for <laughs> sure. There's a lot of Nigels. But the big difference for me here is like Nirvana, all of those bands, they started on indie labels and worked their way up. Nobody was nobody was asking for Nirvana. Right. Nirvana and Soundgarden made themselves known. They got signed to Sub Pop. They worked their way up. They developed a fan base. They reluctantly were signed by major labels who then made a ton of money from them. Yes. Bush, on the other hand, never was on an indie label of any variety. They were signed to a major label right out of the packaging. And they get accused a lot of being, of ripping off grunge. Yeah, I mean... I I just hate all those comparisons saying anything ripped anybody off because we all just listen to records and then, you know, the whole point is to try to emulate something that you liked and put your own spin on it. I mean, that's what music has done from the beginning of time, especially popular music. So I just, I don't know, I hate any of those comparisons. So I want to talk about Three Doors Down. Yeah. They're from Mississippi. They formed in 1996 as a three-piece. Brad Arnold is the lead singer. He's on vocals and drums. Yes, Genesis coming to call. That's right. A dude named Todd on bass, which tracks, I think. And then a a Matt on guitar. Yeah, this sounds like a band from Escatapa, Mississippi so far. It also sounds like a band who's roughly our age. You got a a Matt, you got a Todd, you got a Brad. Exactly. I'm going to say this about Three Doors Down. They are, I've met a lot of bands, Uh and they are one of the nicest bands I've ever met. Oh. Like they were so, we were doing a backstage. This is at the state fair, I think. And you know, listeners get to, they won a mm-hmm. backstage. And usually those things are just a big, long kind of cattle call line. They say, hey to you, you take a picture, you keep on moving. These guys had like a whole lounge set up. Oh man. With drinks and everything. And people were just like milling about like a real redneck state fair cocktail party. Very accommodating. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of, it was nice though. Cause people yeah. could just like talk to them. It was, it was very chill. When I think that's the way that you want to picture a meet and greet, you know, you get to go into Alice Cooper's dressing room or something (laughs) like that. But anytime I've ever done it, it's like you just get in a cattle line and you just get in front of them. And if you're supposed to have some poster to sign or something like that, it sounds like Three Doors Down are my scene. This is Three Doors Down on Post Grunge Arena Rock, the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Secrets in this life that I can't hide Somewhere in this darkness there's a light that I can't find Maybe it's too far away Maybe I'm just blind Maybe I'm just blind So hold me when I'm here, grab me when I'm wrong
to the mixtape with my husband Dan that one was Chevelle the red it's my favorite Chevelle song song. it's a really great song this would have been a later 90s situation because Chevelle formed in 95 what did you think about Chevelle when they came out well I was intrigued by the band name because I'm also kind of a car guy yeah we got that with the whole Camaro thing earlier I think okay you know there were lots of bands hitting the scene at that time and they kind of stuck out they had you know good hooks in the songs and very listenable and And I'm glad that you mentioned kind of the hooks and uh, the harmonies, too. Mm -hmm. So Chevelle is two brothers, Sam and Pete. And that's, to my mind, one of the reasons their harmonies were so interesting, because when you get a band that has brothers or sisters or whatever in it, their harmonies are just different. They just link up in a way that says, oh, these people have sang together for a long time. Right. Yep. And I didn't know this about Chevelle, um, although I'm sure my my Christian rock aficionados would know this, but they are also a Christian rock band, a la Creed. They, you know, there's more of those out there than people think there are. Yeah. I mean, we always think of like, we think of mm-hmm. Skillet and Creed, but there's a bunch yeah. of them. Well, you know, how many people, you know, started playing 
guitars or whatever in their church band. So I think that's a really good point. The rise of those kinds of churches. A more laid back atmosphere with contemporary music and stuff like that. That was not my church experience growing up. No. But I did not go to that kind of church. No, it wasn't mine either. You know, I had uh, friends that got me involved in that scene. Certainly, I think at my church growing up, there was nothing but the... It was organ only. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Organ all day long. All day, all organ. (laughs) Don't bring a guitar in here. What are you doing? We we had one good organ player and one that was... eh. Did your family try to go to the good organ player one, you, or was you it? You really liked those services better because they really got the organ up. And... <laughs> now, Dan, you can't do post-grunge arena rock without approaching the biggest post-grunge arena rock band that ever was. That I said I would not play, mm. but I'm gonna play them because I don't really believe in guilty pleasure music. I just think it's all a pleasure. I will be playing Nickelback. Here we go. Here we go. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Just because it's not my cup of tea doesn't mean it's not yours. I think, look, judging by your face, it is yours. So Nickelback. Yeah. People love them, and it's fine. You know what? It's fine. And I feel like we... (laughs) I told you earlier, I changed the description on the Twitter handle from no Nickelback to negligible amounts of Nickelback. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you've had... A whole bunch of episodes, played a whole bunch of songs. You're going to play one Nickelback song. I'm going to play one Nickelback song. This one is Never Again. It's actually the opening track from Silver Side Up. And it's, I mean, it kind of blows your face off. Nice. This is the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Just on it. 
90.3 KRNU Hinder. That one was Lips of an Angel. Woof, that was a huge hit for them. It really was. I mean, that was a whole moment. Was. I felt like we needed to play something a little more power ballady. Yeah, because that's part of the arena rock. It vibe. totally is. It absolutely mm-hmm. is part of the arena rock vibe. Even Guns N' Roses is going to throw a patience at you. Oh, there's so much whistling. I know. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's too much. <laughs> so Hinder is from Oklahoma City. You notice a lot of these bands are from the South or the Midwest. Yeah, it's very uh, blue collar. It is very blue collar. And I actually think that's part of this kind of post grunge thing is because grunge was so associated with Seattle and associated with the coasts. The coasts tend to be very cool and very edgy. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the country, we were like, well, we like the rock stuff. but We don't know what everybody's so sad about. I think there's an efficiency to the music, even like a great band. You know, Sonic Youth, right? Yes. Tremendous alternative rock band. Tremendous. Probably has three listenable songs. <laughs> You know, they're going to do a lot of artsy stuff. They're going to experiment. Exactly. Sometimes they get political. Sometimes they do stuff because they just feel it. Uh, You can tell these bands went into the studio with 35 great tracks. You know, these guys have probably all I, I would imagine have all worked like actual jobs that like paid a salary. They had 40 hour work weeks and they're like. You got band practice tonight? All right, let's write some songs. Let's do this because I got to get the hell out of here next week. I'm not going back to that job. Right. (laughs) You know, so it's very efficient. You know, you can criticize it as maybe not being the most artistically expansive or relevant, but it's impactful and efficient. It's the workhorse of rock music. I don't want to listen to Sonic Youth at a bar. No. That is a weird bar. (laughs) It's a weird place to be. But Three Mm -hmm. Doors Down comes on at a bar? Yes. Yeah. Like Puddle of Mud, for example, Dan. Puddle of Mud is from Kansas City. I don't know if you're familiar. I've been there, yeah. Mm -hmm. They formed in the early 90s, 91. Okay. I, you know, grunge didn't get to the Midwest right on time. You know what I mean? So they uh, formed the band in 91. It was a reference to their muddy practice space okay. that was right next to the Missouri River. Oh, muddy mo. Uh, Fred Durst took Puddle of Mud's demo and helped get them signed. So they were kind of like connected to Fred Durst and to Limbiskit and to Stained. And so they kind of came up with the new metal or folks, but they weren't really that mm-hmm. at all. They're totally just like a modern rock band. Even though She Hates Me mm-hmm. was a good fun one. Blurry was the big hit. He wrote it about wanting to be a good dad Aww. and about his son. It's nice. Yeah, it's it is nice. Just working at his auto shop down in Kansas City, trying to write a song for pra- his son. Practiced in this blurry practice space, trying to write a song exactly. for my son. Well, he did write a song for his son, and it did really well. He won the ASCAP Award for Most Played Rock Song of that year. It spent 10 weeks on the mainstream rock charts, nine weeks on the alternative charts. People loved it. Puddle of Mud. Here's Blurry on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU. That's Seether fine again on our post-grunge arena rock mixtape, Seether Dan. Yeah. You know how I got introduced to Seether? I think I do, but I want you to say it anyway. I mean, if you do, then I've talked about this way too much. Okay. They were on the Madden 2003 video game. Oh, no. I I didn't. I did not predict that. And it was that song. It was fine again? Yeah. Nice. So like, you know, when you'd be like updating your rosters, things like that. Sure. um, You know, it had a soundtrack of songs that played through and, and that was one of them. Once again, these like modern rock songs, post-grunge songs, big anthemic songs, they get a bad rap because, yes, they're not The Strokes, mm-hmm. right? Or they're not Arcade Fire. Right. But you know what they are? They're Madden video game songs. And they sell a lot of copies. They're video game songs. They're bar songs. They're hanging out with your friends songs. I'm glad I hadn't told you that before because if I'm just talking about Madden 2003 all the time, <laughs> whoo. I thought you were going to say because they did Seether, Veruca Salt Seether. Oh, no. No, that isn't it. No, that wasn't it. So I'm just wrong then. And that's (laughs) fine. That can be fine. Things about Seether, they're from South Africa. Now, I did not see that coming. (laughs) I should have played that differently. Where do you think Seether's from, Dan? (laughs) You would have said the South and I would have said of Africa. (laughs) Wow. So they used to be called Sauron Gas. Sarin Gas? Say it's not Lord of the Rings. It's not Sauron. The Eye of Sauron. No, they used to be called Saren Gas. I'm, I'm glad they changed it. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, we got two songs left. They're both big bands. The first, not like Duke Ellington. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're both big band. We're switching it up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they're not post grunge so much, but uh, they're way pre 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 grunge. <laughs> the first one comes all the way from Massachusetts, and a lead singer named Sully, which is incredibly Massachusetts for you. Yeah, and it's Godsmack. Now I'm gonna make the case that Godsmack is post grunge arena rock and not new metal because oh, I've yeah. because I've listened to Godsmack. I wouldn't, argue with, I wouldn't argue with you on that. Well, it's just that they get lumped in. To the new metalers stuff because it was coming out at the same time. Yeah. But they are so right down the middle. Yeah. Like they don't they, have a DJ. They don't have a DJ. The man's name is Sully. Yeah. These are working class bros. Oh yeah, for sure. That make arena rock music. It's the kind of music that you can put on any rock mixtape. Just works with everything. You can get heavier. You can get more industrial after it. You can even go into some punk after it. You could go into classic rock after it. It's like the perfect bridge music. It's rock music. It's rock music yeah. for Rocktober. Think about whatever. We're gonna play whatever. Yeah. Don't don't fight the feeling. <laughs> I have to edit it too. That sucks. But well. you know. it's Rocktober. <laughs> I was gonna say. You, you said play a bunch of post grunge bands. You're gonna have to get some. <laughs> out of there. <laughs> All right. Here's Godsmack. It's whatever. <laughs> Mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
best I ever did. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm doing the best I ever did. Now go away. I'm doing the best I ever did. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm doing the best I ever did. Yes. 
Post-grunge, arena rock, the Foo Fighters can get it. Mm -hmm. What I like about that is, of course, Dave Grohl being in Nirvana, he took us from grunge to post-grunge. Even he was tired of it. He was. He was like, let's do something fun. He loved grunge. Yeah. And he gets it. The rest of us loved grunge, too. Mm -hmm. We're not disparaging grunge. We're just saying, like, okay, we did it. Right. Now let's do something else. Yeah. And the thing that we're going to do is make these giant anthemic songs like the one you just heard, My Hero. Foo Fighters went on to make so many albums, so many mega hits. Mm -hmm. If they are not arena style rock, straightforward rock music, I don't know what is. I don't know one person who can't get down with the Foo Fighters. You have to. And I think that they really kind of epitomize that efficiency that as that I had mentioned before, because I think they just they work on just making good songs. Yeah. And just being like precise in their craft, mm-hmm. not try to get ahead of their skis yeah, as yeah. far as like experimental stuff. Yeah, That's just no, not who they they're, are. They're not making a prog album or something like that. No. And I thank them for it. Yeah. We've got plenty of bands that can do that. Yeah. There's room for all of it in Rocktober, Dan. Yeah. So post grunge. Arena Rock. Loved it. Loved it. Lived it. Ball chained it. (laughs) I like that uh, two of the bands that we saw at Rockfest 98 were on this list. Yeah. So I think next week we're going to go the lighter side of post-grunge and and explore that thing too. Because not everybody wanted to play arenas. Some people wanted to play acoustic guitars. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next time. All right. I'm excited. All right. You're going to be part of it, Dan. Love it. Because you love those bands, too. I do, too. Yeah. All right. Thanks for checking it out. You can find us on Spotify at the mixtape KRNU, krnu.unl.edu, or if you happen to be in Lincoln, Nebraska, you can check us out Sunday nights at 6 on 90.3 KRNU. See you next week. Interrupting all programs. This is Radio K.